Welcome to the Thrive with Omu podcast, where each week I'll chat with an amazing entrepreneur on their growth journey. They'll be sharing this with us to help and encourage us to take that bold step. Hello, people. It's another Friday and I have with me Ashley. I'm particularly excited to have her because she's a money coach. Who doesn't want money? She's a financial educator and a money coach. It's nice to have you, Ashley. Thanks. I'm super excited to be here. Super excited. I hope after I hope after this I'll get richer. <laughs> hey, hey, we're all richer. We're all richer little by little, minute by minute. It's all there. Oh. I, I don't want little by little. I want. <laughs> <laughs> you sure want you it to, all. I'm sure you get to hear that a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Which is hilarious. <laughs> so tell us about yourself. I mean, tell our listeners about yourself. I gotcha. So I am a financial educator and a money coach, like she said. So I help women entrepreneurs, particularly in the service industry, um, coaches and consultants and agency owners, transform the relationship with money um, by showing them that it's not intimidating, but that money is just a tool to help you fund and create the life that you want. Okay, so I understand the money is a two parts because I get to explain that to people, even to my 23-year-old son. But I don't get the parts that says that you just said about transforming relationships. Is that what you said? Yes. Transform your relationship with money. Can you explain that a bit? I can. Um, So a lot of people, when they're talking about money, they're talking about money from like their past experiences. So a lot of people's financial behaviors and all their financial beliefs come from somebody that they grew up with, their parents. If you grew up in a household, let's just say you grew up in a two-parent household versus a single-parent household. If you grew up with a father who handled all the money versus a mom who said your dad will handle it. If you grew up with the opposite. Um, All of that has shaped the way that you view money and the relationship that you have with money yourself because you either responded in the same way that they did or you responded in the opposite way because you were like, oh, my mom saved all her money. We never had anything. We didn't get to buy anything. So now I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to splurge. I'm going to emotionally spend. I'm going to do the things I didn't get to do when I was younger. But it's all just a reaction to your past experiences. So transforming your relationship with money is literally just establishing what happened in the past, figuring out where all of your current financial behaviors stem from, and then just making sure that they're coming from a place of, this is what I want to do, not this is what my mom and dad did, this is what my guardians did, this is what my grandparents did. So that's what that means. Sometimes, um, correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes we react without really realizing we're reacting. So it's not like you consciously, it's not like you consciously say, um, this is how my mom or my dad acted with money and I don't want to act like that or I want to act like that. Sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Most of the time it is um, totally subconscious. Like your your brain is just like, it's kind of developed this like shield because you felt a certain way when you were like, when you were a child or when you were younger. 
and it's trying to protect you from that feeling again because you didn't like it. So it's saying, huh, in order for me to not feel this way again, I'm going to pretty much tell you that this is the right way to do it. Like it's, it's, it's all about like the way that your brain is trying to protect you from feeling a certain way or being in a certain headspace. And that's where most of it comes from. How did you find yourself doing this? How did you get to this point? Is this something you've always wanted to do or how, how did you find yourself? Um, so not exactly. So I kind of had like a similar story. So my mom was the struggling single parent, living her passion, her dream in this kind of entrepreneurship lane. And it didn't afford us the childhood that I thought that I deserved. (laughs) So my brother and I, we didn't have the things that I thought that we should have. We also moved a lot. Um, we had to miss out on a lot of a lot of the school activities when we were younger. And in my brain, that meant, oh, I have to do the opposite. So I strayed away from entrepreneurship for the longest time. I was like, I'm not doing it. It's not for me. I'm not here for this struggle, artistic life, like whatever it was. I said, I'm not here for it. So I did the opposite. Went to school, graduated college early. Um, got a corporate job. I was, I was like, I can't. Like, I, this is the lane that I need to be in because I need stability. I need financial security. I need all of those things. And it's interesting because when I got those things, and then I was like, so this is it. <laughs> what the hell do I do with this now? <laughs> like, what do I do with this? I because you're right. Because then I was miserable. I was stuck, and then I was like, so I have to do this every day for how long? How many years? Like, what is <laughs> what is this life? So I didn't really think past the point of here's the goal. This is the goal. Cause it's based off of something in my brain that was mostly financial. I was like, I just need to make money and make sure that I have enough to support myself because I didn't have this growing up. And then I got it. And I was just like, now I don't know what to do next. I was just kind of flailing in that court in that, in that corporate world where I was miserable, had money, was spending the money impulsively because I was sad at the job. So I was just buying things to fill that hole. I was buying things to fill that void. And then you get stuck in a a spiral. So my, like, I don't say my need for a financial education kind of stemmed from, I got myself into a hole with corporate and my emotional spending and then had to get myself out. So that's pretty much how that went. So then it was like, once I left corporate or once I was, booted from corporate, then it became, well, let's teach other people that they don't have to be financially tethered to their job. Like that's not what's keeping you here. It's not what should be keeping you at a job that you do not care for. And and even if you care for it, what are you using your money for at this time? And then if you're in the entrepreneurship space already, how are you utilizing money? And are you attached to it in such an emotional way that you're just making it the whole entire everything? Oh, wow. So that must have been really difficult. How were you able to get out of it? Um, so it was kind of partly a choice, kind of not. Um, I spent the first half of my career with a company that started off good and went like it changed owners and, you know, leadership So it ended up being extremely stressful. 
So for that particular one, I did leave and I left, but instead of going to something completely different, I just left to do the same job at another company. Don't know why I thought that was a good idea. So (laughs) I was like, oh, but I'm making a couple thousand dollars more. It'll be fine. I'll be closer to Atlanta, like doing all the things. And when I got to the second location, it was similar to the beginning of my first one. And I got, after two years, it became the same thing that I was fighting in that first, that first company. And I actually got in COVID times, I actually got terminated from that position due to some made up rule that (laughs) the uh, president decided to enact all of a sudden. So I was kind of catapulted into the entrepreneurship space because I, I, I understood. For you. Yeah. It was waiting for you. <laughs> it was waiting for me to land there, I guess. It was just like, well, you're going to do this anyway. So yeah, I landed there. And because of the way that I handled being terminated in the middle of a pandemic, I was like, I think I just like felt that non-panic just like problem solve mode i was like i have to do these this 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 and this in order to make sure i'm set up to then do what i need to do so i was like i started there i started with like um personal finance and helping people get like looking at their bank transactions looking at their spending i started in that space because that's where i was thriving in that moment and then it kind of progressed from there awesome awesome how has the journey been i mean all through, let's go back to when you were childhood, school, the tough times with mom, being a single parent, graduating, working, all the setbacks, and then finding yourself here. How did you cope every step of the way with that journey? Um, not going to lie, the coping part was, depending on what stage of life I was in, was a little different. Um, when I was younger, my actual coping mechanism was journaling. So I journaled everything. Um, and it was pretty much what people would call kind of like, like a manifestation journal at this point, because I was writing down what I wanted differently from what I had. So when I was younger and we couldn't afford the things that we wanted, or I couldn't do something, or I had, you know, to say no to something, I would just write, okay, well, I wish that this was this, and I I can't wait until this year when I'm able to do this, and this is what my um, um, job is going to look like, this is what my house is going to look like. So I guess you could say when I was younger, it was, it was, man, like, it was a manifestation journal, it was journaling, it was kind of like visualizing what was going to be in the future. Um, when I got into the actual thick of it, so like after college um, and I'm working and I'm in in corporate, honestly, I think my coping mechanisms changed for the worse. Um, it became it became wine every night. It became half a bottle. It became a lot <laughs> because I was trying to like mentally escape from was this what when, I was, was doing. This when you were working. Yes. Yes. This is when I was working. Um, so it became, yeah, it was, it was wine. It was, it was whatever. I was sleeping on the couch. I was falling asleep watching TV. 
it was, like I said, emotional shopping, emotional spending, buying things after work just because I felt like going to the store because I was like I had nothing else to do. I was trying to fill a hole. And I was like, yo, this is this is helping for this certain amount of time. And then I would regret it later because then I'd have to, you know, pay for it. But <laughs> it was, you know, it was racking up credit card debt, all that good stuff. Um, and of course, in the process of doing all that, my, my health was being affected. I was going into like weird depressive stages where I would sleep for days at a time. Um, I developed health issues. I developed an autoimmune disease, psoriasis while I was working in corporate due to the amount of stress that I was under. Um, and then not, like now having to carry that along with everything. Cause it doesn't go away. Like it's not something that comes and goes. It's once it comes out of your immune system, it's, it's there and you have to take either like medicine to keep it at bay, but it's, it's still with you all the time. So of course now you had more stress on top of that. And it's like, going into that transition from corporate to entrepreneurship, the thing that actually helped me was a life coach. So the life coach, when I, um, when I found her and uh, to spend six months with her, she was probably like the turning point in my, in my journey of thinking, which was super important to me. Yeah. It was, it was the, it was the turning point in thinking that I had to, had to stop because I was thinking that I was a victim at this job. I was thinking that I was a victim and I was thinking all these things. And she explained to me that I was a choice. Mm -hmm. She was like, no, it's a choice. You're here and you stay here and only you can fix that. So once I started on that, it was just kind of say uphill from there. Entrepreneurship is not an uphill battle, but it was at least catapulting into the entrepreneurship space where it's been its own Roller coaster ride, but still so much better than corporate. Oh wow! So, um, aside from the life coach, because I mean, it's one thing to have a life coach. So, I must commend you. It's one thing to have a life coach, and it's another to actually do what you're told or to follow yeah. the instructions from the life coach. Because I know people who go from one life coach to another and pay the same life coach year after year and they're not they're not changing i also know some life coaches who have had to let go of their clients because they complain that the clients are not um doing what they are told to do so it's kind of setting them back or and also giving them like a bad um review or testimonial um so i must commend you for actually following through with whatever it is that your life coach must have told you to do. Aside from the life coach, what else? I mean, because it's all a mindset thing and it's in the head. So what were those things that you, you know, you set to yourself or you, there's some people that honestly really and truly can't afford the life coach. Um. So if I'm going to like kind of like take some pieces out of that. I guess the most important part was I started to second guess my initial thought or decision. People were like, well, what do you mean? So if I had a thought like this particular act, this particular um, incident has created an emotion. So I'm annoyed at this thing. I'm, I'm angry at this thing. I started to second guess it. I was like, so what am I actually angry at? 
Yeah. So it's kind of like you start that self coaching, like you start self coaching you yourself. Process it and so you, you're actually able to name what emotion it is you're feeling. Yes. Yes. So it's like starting to name it. So it's like if I'm thinking that the job that I'm at is horrible and the people there suck and all this, all this good stuff. Now it's like, let's take a minute. Let's think about the scenario. What am I feeling right now? Am I annoyed? Am I angry? Am I mad? Like, what, what is that? So then once you establish that and like, what are you really angry at? And then you have to start pretty much start questioning at every little part. What is this at? Like, what is, where is this coming from? Because then once you get to that point, you're like, okay, well, am I annoyed at the fact that I already know this is something I'm supposed to do. This is in the handbook. This is the job description. Why am I annoyed at the fact that I already knew this was part of the job that I was supposed to do? Or am I annoyed at the fact that I have to do it? Am I upset with myself because I'm still here doing it? Like you have to kind of just peel and get to go back and you got to go back to the point where it's you. It's like, you have to get to the point where, how is, how, how am I a how main, am I playing a main role? Yeah. yeah. How am I playing and how am I playing a main role in the activity? Like it's not happening to you. You're choosing to remain in a space that you don't like because of something and if you're staying because you need the you need the job you're staying because you think you need the money you're staying because you have been there 20 years and don't want to leave you're staying here because but you have to say to yourself that it's still me i'm making the choice to stay here and then once you say that to yourself over and over again then you realize that most of the things in your life the things that you put up with the things that you choose the lack of boundaries that you have is you then you address it from there. You address it from you. You don't address it from all this stuff is happening to me and I have no control over it and I can't help it. And it just seems so far away. But once you reel it back to, but I picked this position, I picked this job, I picked these people, I picked this friend, yeah. then you, you're, you're able to then self problem solve from there than so far away. Amazing, amazing. So how do you work with your clients? Do you work with them online, virtually, or in person? Yes. So I do uh, virtual sessions um, right now. I am doing one offer. It's just an eight-week one-on-one intensive that is helping people who are either recently transitioned from like a corporate job or that they have been in entrepreneurship and they're just, they still haven't found their, like, their foundation as far as like financially, and they just need help in that area. So I tackle um, helping you build your financial foundation and that mindset piece when it comes to money and your financial behaviors, because most of the time entrepreneurs, even when you're making money, you don't know where it's going. It's like, oh, it's coming in, but now it's just, it's just going away. So it's like, you don't really have a hold on what's happening. It's just leaking out, all that good stuff. So I help with that piece as well. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So would you say you're living your best life now? <laughs> yes, I am living my best life right now. Would you have said that? Would you have said that four years ago? No, absolutely not. Absolutely so not. what has changed? Um, I honestly think it was, I don't know. For some reason, I honestly think that it was that realization of choice. It's like, I have control over 
the things and the places that I put myself in. And it's like once I, not like once I made the realization, because it's not once you make it, it's once you, um, once you accept it and you and you drill it into your head. So it's not like, oh, I, I realized it one day and it's just all happy-go-lucky from there. It's saying it and saying it and saying it and applying it and applying it. And then you realize, well, I can, I can change that. And you don't feel so out of control. Yeah. Consistency. You know, when I said, are you living your best life now? You had a smile, a broad smile on your face. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I, I think about this all the time. I think about like, <laughs> it's like that gratitude piece that you have to pull in daily. You have to pull it in to be like, I am grateful to be able to do yeah, what I'm actually- doing. That's actually something that, you know, I mean, growing up, I've always heard, oh, be grateful, be, you know, thankful, we'll be grateful. It never really sank in. That is not to say I was ungrateful. Only lately did I realize the power of gratitude and the way that it can actually change a whole load of things in your life. So now I actually keep a gratitude journal. That was actually when I when I started my journaling journey, that was actually the first journal I had, a gratitude journal. Yeah, so um, I preach, I preach gratitude now. I preach gratitude now. So before we go, is there any other thing you want to share with us? It's been an amazing um few minutes talking with you. I'm certainly going to need you at some point in time, but my heart is broken. I thought I'll be making a lot of money when I finish recording this episode. <laughs> do we, yeah. do we have to try again. <laughs> it's all good. So I guess the last thing I want to say is that it's like, don't let society and other people determine what your definition of success is. And a you lot know, of people I've, are most like, most of my yeah. guests, most of my guests have actually said the same thing in different ways. And um, there's something I read somewhere and it's just stuck in my head is um, don't, don't ever give um, someone else a pen to write your story. Yep. Write your story yourself. And I mean, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it does. And that's... I, I do not try to like live by like that because if, if it was up to me, I'd be like, Oh, I just need millions and millions and millions and millions and all these extra things. But then if I sit back and think about it, that's not what's important to me. Like I enjoy having time to do whatever I want to do. Obviously so. you've tasted, you've tasted that part of life, which I tell people where you, you were able, you, you kept getting the material things, but you were not yeah. being fulfilled. So you now ask yourself, it's not really about having material things, really. It won't bring you happiness. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. I enjoyed every minute I spent with you. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. Thank you. Thanks a lot. And so my people, that was Ashley, our money coach and our financial educator. If you want to watch her live, go to the YouTube channel and subscribe and watch her. 
Otherwise, you can listen on our podcast and also don't forget to drop a comment so we can improve. Thank you. I'm out. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thrive with Omu podcast. This is your host, Omu Obilo. 